This is a folk tale from Cornwall in England. It's called The Nurse That Broke Her Promise. Now, there was an old woman called Elsa, and she was a midwife. She would deliver babies, and everybody that needed her would go to her, and she would come and attend to them. A lot of the time she was never paid for what she did, but she was a nice, kindly old woman, and so she would never see anyone stuck. She would never see any poor woman in trouble. She would go and help. And when the baby was born, she would wash them, hand them to the mother. And so she was a popular old lady in the parish. Now one day, a message came to her, asking her to go to a certain place. Now she didn't really know the area that well, but the directions in the message that she had been given was quite clear. So she thought, well, if somebody has sent me a message asking me to go, then there must be somebody in need of my services, and I'll go and see what I can do. And so off she went. She wrapped a shawl around her, and she took a staff in her hand, and she set off and followed the directions. She came to a part of the country that she didn't actually know. It was a strange, outlandish-looking place, and quite barren, except for a cliff. And in the side of this cliff there was built a small little house. It was built into the rock. Well, old Elsa looked at this, and she thought this was the most outlandish-looking little hut she'd ever seen in her life, and so small she thought it must be belong to the Piskies. Now, you may know Piskies as Pixies, but in Cornwall they call them Piskies. But, anyway, she knew that someone was in need, even though she wished that she hadn't come now, but she still knew that someone needed her services. So she went into the small house, and inside it it was a bare little place. The walls inside were made of solid rock that were cut into the cliff. Just the living rock. It was a low ceiling, and in the corner there was a bed made of a pile of bracken. And on this pile of bracken, these wild ferns, there lay a small brown woman. She wasn't very big. And old Elsa looked at her, and the little brown woman stared back at her. She stared so intently that old Elsa didn't like it. She wished she'd stop staring at her. It felt as though her gaze went right through her, pierced her. It's like she was trying to read her thoughts or see her soul. Well, the old woman shuddered. But... It was obvious that this little woman was in need of help. She was about to have a baby, but was having trouble. So old Elsa went over to her, and she spoke kindly to this small, nut-brown woman. And she was as helpful as ever she could be. And eventually there was a baby born, a tiny little thing, 
a tiny little skilly-willy thing was born. And it was a tiny little boy who was as brown as his mother. And she thought, what a tiny baby. This is like one of the skilly-willies or the, uh, or the peskies. Well, she started to look around for something that could hold water so that she could wash the baby. And as she turned around to look, she chomped with fright because there in the corner of the room stood a man. He was as brown as, as, as the woman and, and the baby, but he had long hair and a long beard that hung down his front, and he was dressed all in grey and had a pair of brown pointed shoes and a red cloak over his back, and on his head there was a tall pointed green hat. My mercy, said old Elsa, I, I didn't see you there. Oh, did you not see me? said the wee man. No, no I, I, I didn't. Well, you could have seen me if you looked properly for me, he said, because I've been in the room the whole time that you've been here. Have you? she said. Oh, yes. Oh, well, I never seen you till now. But anyway, uh, the baby's delivered, and I'm looking around for something to wash it in. Ah, no problem, he said. Behind the door there, there's a basin full of water. You can wash the baby in that. Wash my wee skelly-willy in that. But, he said, I must ask you to make me a promise. What's that? Whatever you do, do not wash in that water after you've washed the baby. Well, why would I do that, she said. Well, you must not get any of that water in your eyes, said the man. Hmm. Now, she was a bit confused by this. Now, I must ask you to promise not to do that. Why, will it hurt my eyes, she said. No, no, it won't hurt your eyes. But you must promise not to do it. Do you promise now? It'll be all the worse for you, he says, if you do. Well, she thought for a minute and she said, Well, yes, I, I promise. Very good, he says. Don't forget that, that you've promised. And, as I'd said, if you do, if you break your promise, it will be all the worse for you. So she sat and she washed the wee child in the water, this little boy. Ah, yes, he said, my little son, I'm as proud of him, as proud as punch. Are you? she said, looking down at this little strange creature. Oh, yes, he said, oh, it's a fine son. So... After the bairn had been washed, she took it over and she handed it back to its mother. The man was talking to her as well. And then Elsa realized, of course, that this was the husband of the woman who had just given birth, and this was his son. Now, <clears throat> she had to get rid of the water. Where to pour it? But also, why was she asked? not to wash in this water. And she looked at it. 
And you know, that water seemed to sparkle. It almost gleamed. And she thought, this must be water from a pesky well. This must be fairy water. Hmm. Well, I wonder why he doesn't want me to wash my eyes in this water, she thought. It still looks beautifully clean and clear. And, well, maybe I was a bit too hasty in promising that. And let's face it, she thought, a bad promise is like a bad egg, best broken. Well, maybe I could just dab a little bit of the water on my eyes and see what happens. She stared at it. The curiosity was eating her up, and so when she knew that the little man wasn't paying any attention, she quickly washed her eyes in the water, and as she did that, her eyes were closed, and she was almost afraid to open them. But when she did, it was a very different scene that greeted her eyes. She saw things that she'd never seen before. Instead of being in a little rude little dug into a cliff house. She was in a beautiful palace, and it was full of people, all dressed as brightly as the brightest coloured flowers in the meadow. And they were all laughing and singing and dancing. There was people playing pipes and fiddles, and there was much, much laughter and much mirth. And there in the corner of the room, there wasn't the bracken bed any more. There was a bed of beautiful flowers. And on it, not the little brown woman, but the most beautiful woman she'd ever seen in her life. She shone. She radiated light and beauty from her. And she was so finely dressed, whereas before she was in a ragged and tattered dress. Well... There were some of the little ladies were sitting on the side of the bed, and they were all cooing at the wee skelly-willy of a baby, and all so proud, and the mother was so delighted, and the baby was changed as well. It was the most beautiful little baby that the old woman had ever seen. She said it was as beautiful as Mayflowers. Well, she started to become a bit afraid. Oh, I wish I hadn't washed my eyes now, she said. I'm in a whole room full of peskies. This place is filled with peskies. I might be in danger. And I must not let on that I've done this, because they're all ignoring me. They act as though I can't see them. So, very gently, very carefully, she placed the basin of water on the floor, and she left and she rushed back home as quickly as she could. But even the place where she was at was transformed, because all over the place there were peskies. She could see peskies all over the place. There was one sitting on little stools, just admiring the view. There were other ones that were dancing and singing, and there was ones playing fiddles and pipes, and the others danced to that. And a horse rode by, a young colt, and on the back of it was pesky riders, all dressed up in boots and jackets. 
and they were riding the horse around, and the horse was terrified, and it was running around, and they were laughing and thumbing their nose at her as they went by, not knowing that she could see them, of course. Well, she headed home, and one of the places she had to go past was a marsh, and it was a place with an evil reputation, and there was no peskies there, but there were hobgoblins, horrible-looking brutes with big protruding eyes staring at her as she went past. Oh, they gave her the shudders. And then, when she got home, well, the place was still filled with peskies all over the place. And when she got to her own home, she found that they were there, too. When she went in and sat down at her table, there were the peskies all staring through the windows and laughing at her and she could hear ones talking and chattering to each other outside her door. And even in her own bedchamber, when she went to bed, the frame that her bed curtains were hung on, she could see peskies leaning over that and leering at her and smiling as she lay in her bed. Oh, she wished she'd never touched that water now. Why had she been so stupid, and why had she broken her promise? Oh, well, the following day she had to go to the market. And, of course, the road to the market was absolutely filled with peskies. She saw ones all over the place. They were even swinging from the foxgloves. Well, she carried on going, pretending that she didn't see them. And she got to the market, and she discovered there was peskies in the market, too. Well, as she was going about getting the few things, she saw a familiar figure. There was the pesky man that she'd seen, whose wife she had delivered of a baby. The little pesky man she recognized because he had long hair and a long beard that hung down his front, and he was wearing his clothes all grey, with the brown pointed shoes and the pointy green hat on his head and a red cloak. And she watched him to see what he was doing. And you know what he was doing? The wee scamp. He was going from stall to stall and he was stealing things from it. But she knew that the stallkeepers couldn't see him. No one in the market could see him except for her. And he was going around stealing things from all the stalls. He would take something and eat it, or he would stash it in a bag under his cloak. And she thought, so that's the sort of person you are, is it? You're a thief. You're a low-down thief. And you're stealing from all these poor folk that have them stalls at the market here. And you're just wandering around taking what you want. <laughs> Some fine gentleman you are. So she strutted over to him, went right up to him. He stared at her in amazement, because to him it seemed as though she could see him there. But he shouldn't be. I mean, he was invisible. But she strode right up to him and she said, Good morning to you, sir, she said. Fancy seeing you again. And I see now 
what kind of a person I delivered a son to the other day, going around, thieving, stealing from people. <laughs> so the wee pesky man looked at her, and his eyes darkened, and then she started to wish she'd kept her mouth shut. So you can see me, can you? he said. Yes, I can see you fine. In which case, you've either been granted a power by the little folk, or you've stolen a power against their knowledge. Well, maybe I have, she said. What of it? So you broke the promise you made me then. You washed your eyes without water. Well, so what have I did, she said. I mean, mercy, why shouldn't I? Hmm, he said, well, that is a great shame for you. Because, he said, you would have been well rewarded for what you did for me and my wife the other day. But now you'll get nothing. And he walked over to her, and he touched her on the eyes, and as he did that, he disappeared. And she couldn't see a pesky again after that. He had taken away the gift of being able to see the little folk. Well, to be honest, old Elsa was actually quite relieved of that, because it really was starting to bother her. So she was relieved that she couldn't see all the piskies, especially the ones in her bedchamber that leered at her during the night. But the thing is, the one thing that she thought of over and over all her life was, what did the pesky mean by, you will not have the reward that was due you? He was going to give her something, as a gift, as a reward for her services. But now she never got it, and she never knew till her dying day what she had lost out on by breaking that promise.